Um, good evening, uh, ladies and gents, kings, queens, things, everyone, and everybody in between. Uh, this week is uh, a, a week of a week of breaking away from um, generational traumas. Yes, we're gonna um, have fun. It is a week of. I mean, uh, fun, but it's still kind of sad because you know. Well, yeah. Well, what I mean by breaking away from generational traumas is, is I left a job that I wasn't fit for me. And instead of sticking around for a little bit, I decided not to. So perfect. Oh, I didn't know we was going to get into that. But good job. We got, yes, because we, I mean, I'm still <coughs> at my regular ass nine to five job. But as soon as, you know, y'all start giving us the coin, I'm going to leave that motherfucker. <laughs> and actually, I will probably invest some of that money in today's topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have plenty of marks since I look around the house. It's Beanie Mania. Yes. Okay. Beanie Mania. We watched the documentary Beanie Mania. It is one. Not to be confused with Bankrupt. There's a lot of Beanie, Beanie Baby yeah. documentaries. Um, and this they're all is, on HBO Max. They are. Beanie Mania, I find, is the most interesting. It's, it's really... Beanie Mania was good in the way that it told a story... Um, because usually these kinds of stories are told specifically from... The people that either worked at or ran or owned mm-hmm. the company. This is a story that is told from the perspective of the people who were buying. Who were enthusiasts. The yeah. They were enthusiasts for the product. And the people who really started the secondary market for it. Yeah. So um this is gonna be like we're gonna talk about the documentary, but because this is something that we were so we were engrossed in it, right? Because we were kids when Beanie Babies were like a thing. And I, like my first job was working in a Beanie Baby store. Yes, I am aging myself. Don't care. Fuck off. But it's <laughs> like my first job was working in the Beanie Baby store at the amusement park. So it's like, we're going to sprinkle in our own personal antidotes. I will probably have more than he does. Yeah, because I was never Beanie. I didn't understand Beanie Boy Babies and I didn't care. I was a Power Rangers kid. Um, if I was going to spend all that kind of money, I wanted something that was like this big. So the thing about it is I didn't really care about Beanie Babies, but it was my job to know them. Mm-hmm. Like I knew their names. I knew release dates. I knew which ones were rare, which one wasn't. Like I still do because, you know, you always learn shit at jobs that you never kind of forget. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I can still tell you right now if it's authentic or not. Like it's just, I was that engrossed in the Beanie Baby world. Because Beanie Babies started really popping in 97. Like, the company was founded in 93? Two. 92. 92. And they started to catch on publicly, like, 94, but it was a regional thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was founded in Chicago, and they never were sold at major retailers. I think even still to this day, you can't really find Beanie Babies at major retailers. Um, they might have changed that just because the way that we think of retail and shopping has changed, but I Yeah, but I don't even... Like, I go to Target pretty regularly. I can't remember ever seeing a Beanie Baby it in a It might Target. be a situation of having an exclusive contract with a larger retailer. And that's like... I mean, shit. How, who left? All the Toy Stores gone. Toys R Us is... Toys R Us is gone. It's gone. KB Toys gone. is gone. Damn. Johnny's is gone. Who the fuck was the Johnny's? Oh, maybe that was just an Ohio thing. <laughs> yeah, no. Johnny's Toys was the shit. But uh, I never met Johnny or his toy. Yeah, I guess that was an Ohio thing. Actually, I did meet Johnny. Stop. <laughs> that is where we end that conversation. But I can't think of any big 
chain toy stores that are left. I think they're all defunct at this point. Yeah, I think I about to say it's like people like Target, Walmart, things of the sort that'll sell toys, but yeah, except for sucks. with the exception of FAO Swartz. But even they're down to just that one location, right there. I mean, it wasn't always in one location. I thought they had at least three. I only ever remember the one that was the one on Fifth Avenue, but that's not, it's not even the big one no more. There is a much smaller imprint inside of Rockefeller Center now. Okay. Um, I will say, I do want to go to the Nintendo store. You ain't missing nothing. Really? I mean, it's fine. Damn. Like, because we go there, you know, I got kids. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cool <laughs> to go and find a bunch of like fun Nintendo stuff. Like, I got my sister. And then a uh, Mario ice cube tray for her birthday. Oh, I don't want that. It's like it's <laughs> it's cool to find like Nintendo stuff like that. <laughs> so this is and like Nintendo's kitchen houseware. This isn't just video no, games. No, 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 no. They sell video games and shit like that too, but they also sell t-shirts and kitchy houseware and shit like okay. that. But it's like you can find a lot of those. Um the good, the only thing to me worth going there for is if you buy those amiibos or whatever they're called. Yeah. Because they have a lot of ones that are only sold there. Okay, fair. That's the only, that's where I spend all my time. That, it's funny that you mentioned that because Mevos, to a certain degree, kind of picked up the same collector status. that like, As Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies right. did, Pokemon cards did, mm-hmm. but Mevos haven't had the second mar- secondary market inflation yet. But it's because if I'm, so, full disclosure, I don't know shit about what these things do, but if my reading and it's understanding i was say if my understanding of my eight-year-old is correct it is just a memory card so you cannot really resell it anyway yeah well no you can't like once it's open you kind of can't resell it it's like reselling video game systems right because it's like no you resell it yeah my, but i'm like, saying all my systems are all like yeah. yeah no no no. but i'm saying like it's like when you resell a system it's like you buy it it's in the box you resell it and that's kind of the thing because the person that's buying it gonna use it yeah so the market kind of ends whereas with beanie a babies. thing like a beanie baby or a pokemon card or something like that the secondary market kind of never ends it, the tertiary market i would say because it becomes secondary then third then fourth then, like the tertiary market kind of never ends whereas yeah. with games and stuff like that is very finite because you kind of get one transaction out of it really one you might get a second but it's usually a few but it depends on like what it is uh oftentimes it depends on what it is and how limited it is but majority of this shit like you can still get like I before I left Detroit, there's this place called Retro Taku that I found a badass X-Men game that I've been looking for for years because Warner Brothers sucks ass. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry, Disney. Disney sucks ass. Um Wait, but I got it for like game two months. X-Men Legends for PS2. Oh, I think well, I don't think Disney owned X-Men when that came out. They didn't, but the thing was is that before Disney bought before Disney bought X-Men. There were not a lot because Warner sucked. Yeah. Um, but some of those games were available for download. No. And then, they just and then like, Disney kind of locked it all up because yeah. they're trying to create a, a whole new universe for them. And instead of like feeding into nostalgia and re-releasing these things and remastering these things on modern systems like anybody and everybody else has been doing to make a cute little coin for 30 bucks to 40 bucks a game. They're like, no, girl, you're not getting X-Men anything. I mean, I was surprised you can watch the old <coughs> cartoons, actually. Um, 
You couldn't for a while. I know you couldn't for a long time. She can't now. No. But anyway, back to where yeah. we, we got on a tangent. Sorry, we said talking about X-Men. But um, so it was like 94, because it was found in Chicago, and there was like four or five women who were instrumental in kind of unknowingly. Yeah, initially. very unknowingly, but they were super instrumental in Beanie Baby kind of taking and on the cult status that they took keep on. in mind, like these are bags of fabric and with beads plastic pellets and like these were all professional women one was like a teacher one worked for the fbi one worked for what was it the navy or something she's like a cryptologist in the navy there was somebody else oh yes mama had a a journalist somebody was a journalist actually she's the only person to ever interview ty warner to this day yeah, because he does not talk to anybody. Oh, no, those one woman that was part of the group was a journalist, and then that woman. That then the woman that worked for people. Separated. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Sorry, the, the, I don't think she collected any babies. No, she didn't. There was she two journalists involved, and then one was like a software engineer for IBM. So these are very yes. wealthy these people. Are people with established careers. They lived in the suburb, like the. They lived in Highland Park. I wasn't going to say the name because of what recently happened there, but I don't like to call it a suburb of Chicago because it's like 35 miles away. Like it's so far. It takes so long to get to the North Shore. It's like, okay, so some of y'all going to get this, but if you saw Bridesmaids, the movie Bridesmaids, um, when she when they were leaving the from Maya Rudolph, no, for her wedding, yeah. when they had to go to the North Shore, that's the area they were in. Oh, okay. So it's like I thought it was New Jersey. No, no, no. It's North I literally Shore, thought Chicago. they were going to just that, North that Jersey movie Shore. set in Chicago, and it's the North Shore, and that's where this this oh the setting for all of this was. It's super rich, super wealthy. Like so, it tells you what type of people kind of initially got invested in this and this was and we have to take in consideration like cost and time period too mm-hmm. like these things were five bucks in 1992-93 exactly like that seems really cheap and really accessible now now but, but then, then that was, was a lot, lot. that like, was a lot of money because then it was like your beanie baby costs more than a box of cereal yeah because at that point in 92 you could get like name brand cereal for, for three dollars like yeah. So you're paying more than what you would pay for cereal to get this like bag of pellets. That's it. <laughs> that's shaped like some weird animal in a, with a strange name. That's it. And this and and then it's like with these little heart tags. That's little heart tags that say tie. And none of us knew what it meant. I we just, just thought it was the company, not knowing it was this guy's name. You opened it up. It gave a little bit of a description of. Um. Like, it was not a. It was, was not a description. It was a haiku. They that was the the kicker of the whole thing. On the inside of all of the tags, each animal had Had a a unique haiku haiku about the animal and the type of joy they are going to bring you. I have no wait, hold please. I'm going to I have a beanie baby. This is why I preferred Power Rangers. There were no haikus, there were just battles. I have a beanie baby somewhere in this house. I have to get because I wanted to read one of the haikus. Oh, bitch, I thought you were looking up Beanie Baby haikus. No, I am actually asking, I'm requesting that a Beanie Baby be brought to me <laughs> because it's, I want to read one of the haikus and I know that they're back there and I, it, it's a lot to get up. But, um, so 
you know, 94, they kind of take off around the Chicago area. This is when people start to realize that you can't collect all nine of the OG Beanie Babies if you just go to whatever your local store is. So this is when they start putting together books. And it's like, okay, this one is released then. And this is the one. It was a little bit of a jump because they started. Well, she said she started doing it with the original nine and it kind of grew as the. But the process, because before she, they mentioned later about like calling a bunch of stores across. Yeah, they were calling all the stores. They were going to like their local stores in their regional area and then slowly started to trek out. To try to trek out of the Chicago area. This is the level of dedication that these people had. Because it was, they were initially only sold in small stores in the Chicago land area. And then as this kind of small group of like five or six women got super invested. They started calling, okay, calling the local store, like, okay, what do you have? Do you know who has this or who has this or who has that one or that one? And they're kind of, they're like reaching out and creating this like tree of stores that sell Beanie Babies so they can know where to go for each one so they can have full collections. And in that, then they started, creating beanie baby trackers one of them created a magazine to one lady had a binder full of beanies yes like they literally creating like excel trackers shut up that you can like download so you can check off which ones you have the date you got them Mm -hmm. things of that nature like it, it became like a real thing so as they're doing this the popularity starts to grow because people are like what are these beanie babies they start to find them on message boards and yeah. some people start to discover the magazine that she's putting out then the, one of them did like a public access tv show about the beanie babies keep in mind that this is it's what was built for children was taken over by middle-aged white women yes. and exploited by a fuck ton of men yes and all these women said they got into collecting it to connect with their children Right, but at some point... But then the children was kind of over it, and they kind of kept going. Exactly. The kids were like, I'm tired, and I'm tired of going through all these goddamn stores. Oh, my God. So, I have a Beanie Baby. Y'all should really watch the video for this one, because I actually have a Beanie Baby. Let's see. This is... This is the original tag, because it's kind of bent. This is Derby. Derby's... Derby's birth date was September 16th, 1995. This one's funny because this is the one, not this one in particular, but this is uh, one of the ones that um, when I worked in the Beanie Baby store, they gave me this because it was the one closest to my birthday because we all got a Beanie Baby that was around our birthday, either that shared our birthday or around our birthday. So I got this one because it was the one closest to my birthday. So Derby's date of birth, September 16th, 1995. Here's Derby's haiku. All the other horses used to tattle because Derby never wore his saddle. He left the stables and the horses too, just so Derby can be with you. <laughs> that wasn't a haiku. That's what they called it. I know it's not. I know <laughs> wow, I am big pentameter and things of the sort work. That's just what they called it. So that's what I said. Well, Ty was a scam. So yeah, he was a whole scammer. So of course he's calling this regular ass four-line poem a haiku because why not right so that was some hallmark channel shit it was so yes this is all the beanie babies came with these little tie i don't if any of y'all don't remember 
again, you should probably watch the video because this is the show and tell out this motherfucker. They all came with these little tags. As you can see, this is the original because it's all bent up and weird because I wasn't trying to save the shit. I just, just had them. They I'm was always around. The tag is still on, honestly. I think all of mine still have the tags on. Shit, okay. I think, yeah, I think every single, I think I might have one that doesn't have a tag. For how much, did you, for how much people were buying, buying, like paying for these, like this little plastic tab, I would have expected for one. <laughs> yeah, no, same. But this I, little fucking uh, value world clothing plastic ass tag on here. It cost him 35 cents to make. Totally. And from if that, beginning to end, like this is a 35 cent big bag that I don't even know how much this this is a full-size teeny baby too not the teenies we'll get into that'll matter later but this is a full-size and it's still fully stuffed you can feel it's in pretty good shape actually (laughs) so make it cover a size like they did put the other ones in it (laughs) it just had the beady babies like this the whole time they did that's cute yeah so it was you know and then it because they this is Derby wasn't part of the original nine. No, because they said the because this was ninety five. This is ninety five. So Derby was added later, a little bit later. The original five. I know it was a lobster, which I have here it's somewhere. Like Patty the platypus, Freddie the frog. Yeah. Um, Larry the lobster. It was just like a bunch of. It was a bunch of nick jr ass i think i have four and not as interesting honestly i think i have four of the original nine here in the house i had a patty and i didn't really care about it yeah i think like right now to this day i have four of the original nine in the house and i think if i went to my mom's and kind of more i would find way more because i had so many because i would they would give them to me at work Mm -hmm. so 97 is when i started working at the mini baby store which also is like almost peak Which time. Which coincides with when they really started to take off nationally. Because mm-hmm. 97, I was 14 going on 15, I want to say. Yes. I'm thinking, I don't know, math isn't my strong point. No, that's a whole lot. I was 13. I was 13 going on 14. So probably 98 now. I would say 98 is when I started working at the Benny Baby store. Because 98 was peak time and peak like... Yeah. Because pop culture, yeah, ninety eight is when I started working at the Beanie Baby store, which is also the same year of the Teeny Beanie. So Teeny Beanies mm-hmm. were a promotional effort between Beanie Baby and McDonald's, mm-hmm. and I think if I between remember Ty and my, McDonald's, did I say Beanies and McDonald's? You did, but it's well, between, he ain't got shit else. He doesn't. He hasn't done anything else. But between the Thai company and. And McDonald's. McDonald's, yes. Um, I think that's where I actually got that platy, the platypus from. I believe so, because I think that was on that had been discontinued full size. Yeah, it and is. only and it came, came back as a teeny. As a teeny yeah. Like, about, about, roughly about you. Yeah, it's big. like super small. Like it's because it fits in a happy meal. Yeah. And they talk about people like, like sending their children. Sending their children multiple with McDonald's. Twenty dollars to buy four to five. To happy buy four to five happy meals and and, and specify the food away. And specify that they want a different beanie in every happy meal. And they're sending three, four kids up at a time. Yeah. Nobody's eating this food. People are coming in buying happy meals, tossing the tossing food, telling the them out. keep the food, toss the food out just so they can get the beanie babies. There's a video. Y'all can look it up because I I think I've watched this video at least eight times and it has made me laugh every fucking time. There is a video on YouTube. It is a news story 
and it is a beanie baby. The back of a beanie baby truck comes open, and all these beanie babies fall oh, out. On the freeway. They talk and about it's all the these people jump. Yes, they do talk about it, but you need yeah. to watch kind of. I because after when I was watching this, I went and watched like the full video. Yeah. It is a fucking mess because you see all these grown people hopping out their cars on the, on the freeway to collect up all these beanie babies because they were really like, I'm retiring off of this. My kids are going to college off of this. No, no, seriously. Like, everybody thought that, like, like this, this was, was their plan. Forever. Like they, there was, this wasn't no bubble. This shit was just going to take off and be with it. The same way people did with Pokemon cards, the same way people did with Dragon Ball Z cards. It was a little different because those were very niche. And they like, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, they have been able to maintain and increase value. But it's because they are very niche. True. Whereas Beanie Babies became very ubiquitous. I mean, kind of. I mean, there's still, like, the thing is, we like, all know, we all know about Pokemon cards, about Yu-Gi-Oh cards. But we also all know a very specific type of person that would have them. Like you can Fair. you can kind of pinpoint who would have Pokemon cards, who would have Yu-Gi-Oh cards, who would be involved in that. But the thing with Beanie Babies is that it became so universal because everybody saw it as a way to cash in. Okay. That this is why the value didn't hold. <laughs> okay. I I can agree with that to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um and the only different the only like i feel like pokemon cards have been able to maintain into the, like maintain their their place in the pop culture sphere is because pokemon as a product has continued to evolve evolve and, and change ways right oh yeah that's um, definitely a, a point this was of just it very like it was very like straightforward. Very this was subtle more vision. niche for me than than the Pokemon cards because well, you can play Pokemon like across. When I say when I say niche, actually, I just re-download a Pokemon. Why do you think I actually put a Wi-Fi? Because like yes. I need to put my Pokemon Brilliant back on my. But screen. when I say niche, I mean the <sighs> audience is very niche. Okay, that's what I mean because it's like it's not going to flood the market because you're not trying to get Pokemon cards to ten million people. No. 20 million people. Yeah, you know I'm saying they were trying to get Beanie Babies to 10, 20 million people. Like that's yeah. a whole country obsessed with Beanie Babies. Whereas you know, like I know, when it came to the Pokemon cards, it was like them six to ten weird ass niggas that didn't talk to nobody over in the corner and they running around with their arms behind their neck. You know what I'm saying? Like it's <laughs> um I do you walk around with a Pokemon card? Can attest. <laughs> A friend of mine gave this to me before I moved. So it's a... A surfing Pikachu? I think it's a shiny one. A shiny surfing Pikachu. I don't even know what that means. So I live I live and die by Pokemon. And that's movie. fine. Pokemon was never Marjorie. The anime is whack. Ash is whack. But everything else is great. Pokemon was never my judge. It was never my cup of tea. I never... The thing, the thing about Pokemon... Like, my kid is into it. She has this Pokemon shirt she wears way more frequently than I like. But <sighs> neither here nor there. Um, and the weird thing is I wasn't really into Beanie Babies either. I just happened to work there. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think anybody that was in the Beanie Babies was ever really in the Beanie Babies, except no. for the white women in this, because they're except like, for the five it was or six so white cute. Women. Yeah, they were, but most people were just like, no, this is a way to get a coin. That's yeah. And so, okay, story time. Um, so when I got hired, it at the um the amusement park that I worked at. Because I was only 15, I was very limited in what I could do, mm. right? Because, you know, child labor laws and shit. Because if you're 15 in Ohio, you can't even pick up a knife. Like, that's just how the shit goes. So I was already limited as to where I could go because I couldn't run a ride because I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want to. I would hope, shit. They didn't want to put me in the games because you got to take breaks too frequently and they just don't have that many people out there. Mm-hmm. So I ended up being put in the retail sector because I was young and that's where they put all the young ones. So I got assigned to the Beanie Baby store. Beanie Baby, and it was a Beanie Baby store and a candy store. And they, like the same staff worked both because this amusement park would do that a lot. They would hire one really big staff and then spread them across two stores and then they would have a management team of like six or eight people Mm -hmm. that would manage both stores. That way they didn't have to hire. They could cut their workforce in half. And they can easily uh, shift people back and forth. And they could shift people back and forth between spaces. And And those wasn't the only stores because I would, if other stores were short staff, I would go work in other stores because I was always like, bitch, yes, I want to work. Like, Uh. sign me up. I wouldn't do it. I would be at home reading otherwise. Like, I ain't go no fucking well. Right. So it's like, I'm gonna go to work. Shit. <laughs> but um, so I'm in the, the store and this, when I first started, that's when I was given Derby, my Beanie Baby friend, and a couple other ones because they got gave them to us so we can get to know the product because the thing about Beanie Baby collectors, they have a lot of fucking questions. Yes. It's so many goddamn questions. So it's like, we had to know what we were selling. And I was like, honestly, I don't know shit about a Beanie Baby. I genuinely didn't even know. What the, I didn't know what it was before I got hired there. I had no fucking idea because my mom did not have time for that frivolous ass shit. No. She was like, this was. is stupid. We're not going to be bothered. Like, I didn't, I had no fucking idea. So I got a couple and then it was like, I remember I remember the, I think my third week there, which was our first week open as a park, Mm -hmm. because I, you know, they always would start you in like March because the park would open for weekends in April. So it would start you in March, they could do the training and you would do your dry run days for like friends and family of the staff. So everybody could get used to what they were ready, what they were doing for your opening day. Yeah. So the first opening weekend we got a huge beanie baby shipment because two styles had came out that day Mm -hmm. so of course we had to have them i being the ignorant child that i was did not realize that people will fight you over these right Mm -hmm. so i had the boxes of that we just got out on the floor because i'm trying to stack the little gondolas and all that little shit to make sure everything is nice and full and all the little beanie babies because you know that's what i'm supposed to do so the park opened at 10 so we had to all the stores had to be open by 10 none of the rides started to 11 but everything else was open at 10 mm-hmm. 
And they were like, it was 9 30. And it was like, so you gonna put this box back? And I was like, I'm just feeling like I could just fill it till the box is empty. No. They was like, no, no, you can't. Um, this has to be off the floor before we open. I was like, is it like a cleanliness thing? They was like, no, it's a safety thing. I said, I'm sorry, what? Well, they do show the doc. They don't show how violent people can get, but they show yeah people throwing baskets of beanie babies back and forth between each other. Yeah, like unnecessary bullshit. So apparently, the year before, and this is why the no boxes on the on the floor rule went into effect. Mm-hmm. The year before, there was another girl in the store, and she was doing the same thing I was doing, and she had one box on the floor with her as she's holding it in her arm refilling the shelving some middle-aged white woman came apparently up and a group of five women middle-aged came white and attacked her like cleared her box and ran out the park of course they did and you know she wasn't super hurt but she was shook because she was like 15 like she never came to work there again <laughs> Beanie Babies gave white people, in particular white women, even more of a level of entitlement. The only thing I can see, I think I hated myself when I was younger, right? This is why. Because not only did I work in the Beanie Baby store at the height of the Beanie Baby craze, I worked at Toys R Us when Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man movie came out and yeah. everybody wanted the web shooting mm-hmm. hand thing. Um... <laughs> and somebody offered me $5,000 for my name badge. And I said, I'll take it. But how far are you going to get? Because one, you white. And two, you old. I mean, if she and talks three, with a Southern accent, she might be able to get away with it. But you white and old. And three, they know me. Like, I went to high school with half of these people in here. They, they know who I am. <laughs> they going to know you, not me. You tell like, them niggas, mind your business, bitch. Let this bitch get It's going to be like Asian Jim. Like, <laughs> Remember that episode? Oh, awful. <laughs> you said Asian gym and I thought Earthwork gym. And I was like, what? That took a turn. What? Okay. So, I haven't okay. thought about Earthwork gym and I played it a couple weeks ago. Shit, maybe 20 years. I I was talking about Toe Jam and Earl the other day, though. I played Toe Jam and Earl recently. Too. I haven't played any of these games. I used awful. to like these games. But it's good. But they're terrible. I did play for Rapper the Rapper recently. That game is and always will be everything. Pa Rapper the Rapper for Pa Rapper the Rapper should have received a Nobel fucking Peace Prize. <laughs> this is nothing but a game, but just good vibes and coordination. It is very much vibes. It's, it's just, just like, what's the vibe here? Yes. Unless you fuck up. Yeah. And then they yell at you. But no. So I'm like, all right. Can't have stuff on the floor, bag, pool, whatever. I put it in the bag. I finish out the little bag I have, put the box in the bag. I said, huh, I'm going to go unlock this front door alone. My manager had went to the back. Therefore, he did not know what was happening. I opened this door and promptly was knocked down by five women who were very large and from Tennessee. Do you remember that Mervyn's California, do you, one, do you remember Mervyn's California? I do. Do you remember the Mervyn's California commercial with the white lady standing open, in front of the- open, <laughs> open. Yes, I do. This is, this literally how this felt. And the wild part is, 
I didn't even think about that till just now because you know I worked in retail open, for open, open, years. Open. You know, I was in retail for like 15, 20 years. And I didn't think about it till just now. I truly believe that is the source of my sheer disdain for people waiting outside of the store to open. Yeah, because they always come in like they have no sense. I think it was because I got knocked down <laughs> in my first retail experience by people trying to get beanie babies. This is why these things are a fucking curse upon humanity. <laughs> and honestly should be federally regulated. So we go through, so they say like this one, they were talking to one particular store owner, right? He said in 97, he sold like $2.3 million worth of Beanie Babies. Uh 98, he sold 23 million worth of just Beanie Babies. That's not even everything else. It's just the Beanie Babies. They were talking to about like um, the amount of money that was made so quickly mm-hmm. in literally a year's time in like, a year ty ended up making a year after the craze really started to kick off nationally it was like a thousand times what they had cleared the last year and nobody knew who he was no he was very much willy wonka of the thing willy wonka is pleasant i prefer to call him i can't say that um, he, uh, he's he not wasn't pleasant. pleasant no he was actually litigious and weird well I understand why he was, but he's just also a white man in power. He was, he was odd though, because I get some of it. We'll get, okay, let's continue. Because it's like, now we're getting to the Trump campaign. Is he still alive? Trump? No, Ty Warner, did he die? No, he is. You know, you know, I'm like a dog. When people disappear for too long, I assume they die. No, I do the same thing. It's like, (laughs) I thought she was there. Bitch, I thought Shirley Caesar was there for, for the longest. He is at 77. His net worth is $4.1 billion. Solely off of Beanie Babies. Let's be honest. Solely off of Beanie. He, he went to Kalamazoo College. Oh, great. Of course he did. <laughs> I didn't know that. Fuck all you. He also went to St. John's. <laughs> Fuck all you niggas living in Kalamazoo. No, don't do that. I no, we don't fuck people in Kalamazoo. I mean, no, and also no, don't fuck people in Kalamazoo. No, nah, I'm just fucking around Midwest side die gang gang. Exactly. We like Kalamazoo. I won't say that, but you're welcome. You're welcome to be here. We we tolerate Kalamazoo. <laughs> if it ain't got n- nothing to do with the Uber shooter, I don't want to be bothered with Kalamazoo. Honestly. I can't tell you the last time I've been to Kalamazoo, so I oh, don't even years. know. Decades. I don't even know what happens. Uh, I mean, I think the closest I've been to being in Kalamazoo was driving through it maybe 10 years ago. And the poverty leached in through the vehicle and made you feel... I don't... I can't even speak to that because I don't know what happens though. <gasps> I think I know two people that live in Kalamazoo and both of them are balling, so... All right. Sorry, y'all. I'm talking shit about Kalamazoo. Just be an asshole. Yeah, you are. But your, it's fine. Your city does suck, though. I... It does. I mean, is it worse than anything else in that part of Michigan? Yes. Is it? Because you know Flint still exists. Damn. Right. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah. laughs> I forgot about Flint. And we love Flint, and it's unfortunate what they're doing to y'all. But also, y'all know what it is. Yeah. Y'all know the vibes. Like, it's <laughs> you know the vibes. Yeah. TikTok fucking children. You know. But um, so yeah, they like people made like 
extreme amount of money in a year yeah because of really because of a fake secondary market because they decide like these six women decided what these beanie babies were worth and it wasn't it, it the thing too was is like they kind of set a lot of that up but people came in and began to exploit that yep so they then found themselves in the position of having to play like absorbent prices for a 35 cent plushie yep and this is like the heyday and age of Tickle Me Elmo, which at the very least was interactive. Yes, because 97 was when Tickle Me Elmo was the number one toy of that Christmas season. Yeah. So it's like you got, but also think about what toys were then. And, then, uh, in, and Nintendo 64. Yes. If you think about what toys were in 97, one, there was two things, right? In 97, because I had to go back and look at what toys were popular, Mm -hmm. these toys were either made for an interactive experience that they targeted towards small children, but really it was something that teenagers would want to, Mm -hmm. or something that gave you like pseudo nostalgia, right? Yeah. Like, so it was either the Tickle Me Elmo, that robot dog, that eye dog, I had one of those. The ones that had the different color ear, they look like the colorful Mac. Yeah, like this big. And they flipped and shit. It was yeah. one I was watching Frasier and he was playing one on Frasier. And I had one and it was it had blue ears. Cause remember that same time those color back MacBooks came out. Mm-hmm. And it was so it was like the single me I'm a, one and she had little silver ears. I mean silver body blue ears one. Yeah, I had the silver body blue ears. At, that thing got irritating after a while. One, because it w- it barked too much. And then two, because it wouldn't flip most of the time. No, it would just crash land. It, it would just like fall. <laughs> like it, it, was, was so, it tried so desperately to do it. Yeah. It, it would just crash. It, did, it never like worked well. But then it was like, we had that. We had the Tamagotchis or Digipet, depending on how much money your mama wants to spend and where yeah. she got it from. Your Digimons. Yeah, because it was like, because it was three to like, those I are three. I had Digimon because they were cheap and I actually like Digimon. I had a digi a gigapet. I had a gigapet. Okay, so it was Tamagotchi. So it was Tamagotchi, Gigapet, and Digimon. Yeah. I had a gigapet, but it was because Toys R Us didn't sell Tamagotchis at the time. Oh. Tamagotchis were exclusive to Target at the time. Oh. And Toys R Us was closer to us than Target was. You know, almost as exclusive as uh, Giselle's every you, you know. Do they still sell that? No. Um, <laughs> they do still sell Tamagotchis, though, because Brooklyn has one. I want one. I want, Bri- I want one. Brooklyn has one that she never plays with because she was like, this is too much work and it's stupid. And I love it. I don't know where she It's in her room somewhere. But I kind of want a new Tamagotchi. I don't know. I think it would die in like a day because... I don't have that kind of time. That shit takes a lot of fucking time. It takes like a whole commitment. It's a bit, it's it's a it's very involved. But yeah, I had a gigapad. I had two gigapads actually, because I had a blue one and a green one. But if you can't get more 90s than this. But pogs. Hear me out. Z-Mart. So I had two. Mind you, I said I had, it was a green apple, like a, a green, you know, the kind of like the, the color of the apple mm-hmm. and a sky blue one. And I bought those two specifically because they matched my Reebok classics because they matched the plate on my Reebok classics. And I would switch out which one I had, I carried Based that day, depending on which 
with shoes I was wearing. Fair. It's so 90s. It's so no, high school. No, because bitches did coordinate it's, their, like, Tamagotchis with their outfits. With your like, beauty no supply say. store built. Hell, they still do it. With your beauty supply store built with their blank-ass head that people think is coached from a distance, but it really wasn't. Yep. Mm-hmm. And your fucking pacifier necklace. I was past the pacifiers at that point. Oh, I was, like, all in. Especially I, the ones that had bubbles. I'm older than you, though. So I did that in, like, fifth grade with my jealousy boots with the band-aids on them. Fair. So I'm a little, I'm a little older than you, but mama did rock a finger wave and I was good for putting a blue and or a green track through a finger wave. Uh-huh. Mama was good for that. I was good for a finger wave <laughs> <laughs> or a French roll or a good look candy cane joint popping. And I, my mother would always let me put one singular track no. of color hair no. in my head. Because it's like you could be expressive, but not too grown. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, my, this one track looks stupid. But <laughs> look, we made it right. It was one singular track of color that I was glad to put in my hair. Um, so I think, I think one of the main one of the goals of Thai, well, not goals, one of the things that the Thai Inc. began to do mm-hmm. as more BB babies were being released was to retire older BB babies yeah. um, to remove those from production. Uh, it got to the point where I want to say it was like 99. It was so like 98, 99, it starts to die down because they said the they said it was about six years. Yeah, 90, it was like 90, like early 99 is yeah. when the the they started to see the values on the secondary market drop because this is post McDonald's deal. This is you know, it's like they flooded the market too quickly. Yeah. Because they tried to reach everybody. <laughs> Instead of staying with what they were already doing, which was keeping them relatively exclusive Mm -hmm. to just these certain sellers, to just these certain styles were out at the time. They weren't doing it anymore. They were just like, what the market, right? And so by, yeah, by early, late 98, early 99, you're starting to see that the market's not there for Beanie Babies anymore. I don't know. That's fine. They can't get in, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, you can't open the motherfucker. So, but they started to see that the market for Beanie Babies is dying. That's at that time too. There, so culturally, I was like, think about where we were in '99 and where we were shifting to because this yeah. is when Y2K panic started to set in. And and I'm surprised. Well, I'm not surprised they didn't talk about like necessarily like. And I, I always talk about like 99 to like 2007 really being like the extreme era. Of Very extreme. Culture. culture got super and weird. This like, does not fit into the extreme era. No. Like, like wrestling got Wrestling got big. super popular. All of the talk, the daytime talk shows crazy. were like, it was like Jerry Springer with, I slept with my stepdaughter's exactly. boyfriend. And I I'm, slept with my stepdaughter full stop. Yeah, that too. I'm gonna. That's when Ringmaster came out. Remember that movie Ringmaster with Wendy Raquel Robinson? Was she and, sitting there talking? About, I'm gonna just stay in and wash my and hair. wash my hair. She got a hair. bowl, she with, got her a bowl with her tricks in it. Oh like, my god! Shut up. And Jamie Presley. Oh god. Jamie Presley was everything. She was, but she was very much 
trailer park queens. I know, but that was her appeal. Though. That was her thing. And in reality, I say this all the time and nobody sees it until I say it. If you look close, if you actually pay attention, Margot Robbie looks like her daughter. She does. <laughs> she really does. It's kind of wild to think about. But it's, you know, Beanie Babies start fitting in. So yeah. Beanie Babies were too soft and too plushy. Mm-hmm. Beanie Babies appealed more to older women yeah. with, at least in my mind and spirit, who were suffering emotional issues. Usually who had kids that were growing up yes, and they, they needed over the hobby and needed they love. needed something to do because their kids didn't need them anymore yeah. it wasn't something cute that made them feel good it did it did give me that i i don't disagree with you it, it's it, like it gave me bought um those those little not where it was either they were hummels or those little baby figures with i know some out yeah it gave me sublimation yeah it, it it definitely yeah like no meanwhile the kids are like why do we have all like why do we still have these things here like what is happening it's like where is I've my playstation been so over these for so long why did you buy me more beanie babies i want a playstation so then we get into like now it's mid 99 yeah it's like july august of 99 and the Thai company decides to post on the Beanie Babies website that as of December 31st of 1999, no more Beanie Babies will be made. They're done. Send the Beanie Baby collectors into a frenzy. Which I have feelings about this, but I'll hold off until you tell that whole story. Okay. So I have feelings too, but we'll see if we align. So send them into a frenzy, right? So then... September, October of that year, they put up a poll on their website. And it's like, you can vote to save the beanies, right? So they were charging people 50 cents to vote to decide whether they continue to keep making beanies or not. Yes. On a website. 50 cents to vote on their website to decide if they're going to continue to make beanies or not. So we get to December 31st, 1999. And, you know, everybody thought the world was going to end. Yeah. You know, we're all at home watching Gwen Stefani singing It's the End of the World, as we know it. At least I was. No, I remember that clear as fucking day. Because I, one, love no doubt. Two. Listening to Robbie Williams' Millennium. Yes. Robbie Williams' Millennium was the thing. I did. I I think I owned fucking song i owned that album at one point i do remember owning it i couldn't tell you where the fuck it went because i don't know who was still a robbie williams album but yeah i genuinely couldn't tell you where the fuck it went but i know i I had it at one point yeah i mean he's fine but so december 31st comes and goes january 2nd of 2000 there is a posting on the Beanie Babies website like, you saved the beanies. 91% of you voted 91% yes. of you voted yes. Also, shout out to the 9% the that babies. were like, like hell no, no. Fuck this. stop it this shit. It was probably these ladies' sons. I'm just trying <laughs> to play Domino Rally and this bitch keeps bringing me Beanie Babies. Yeah. So there was 9%. I need to get out. Switch me. Oh, my knee. Yes. 
We can sit back if you talk. It's fine. Okay, small interlude. <laughs> um, yeah, so January 2nd, 19, I'm sorry, January 2nd, 2000, we find out that the Beanie Babies are still going to be in production. And the people that had spent all of that time, that effort, that money investing into this, into like the concept and idea that this is essentially like a, a savings account, a real collection, were livid. Then you really start to see in combination with once again, like that extreme era of American culture, um, as well as the kind of disgust from Beanie Baby collectors, you start to see that the sales begin to drop slowly but surely the sales begin to drop. Um, there was, according to one of the ladies, I think it was Becky. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Of course it'd be a Becky. But one of the women was discussing how there was one month in particular where many of the OG Beanie Babies prices began to drop. So you see Patty the Platypus go from, I think it was like 1700 no, I'm sorry, it was 18 or 1900 to 700, which once again, $700 for this is, is no. Um, as well as uh, Freddie the Frog, Senior Frog, whatever the fuck the frog's name was, um, and whatever the fuck the Lobster Boy was, you see these prices begin to shift in a downward turn. Um, and you notice that the, the interest and the mania surrounding it is beginning to dissipate. We also end up with like, you have people that have built livelihoods, people that have built careers in not only just in the trading of Beanie Babies themselves, but also in the trading, I'm sorry, not the trading, but also in media that's produced around it. Like there were people that created uh, computer games, people that created books, there were magazines, there were all of these other things in, um, print and digital media that spun off of that their livelihoods, in addition to the disinterest in Beanie Babies, but also how litigious, as they like to say, Thai Inc. was. One of the women ran a Beanie Baby magazine and it was called Mary Beth's Beanie Baby magazine. I know. It was Ruby like Mary. Mary Beth's Beanie World. Oh my God. Something like that. But she ends up being sued for the use of the word beanie and it turns and she then turns it into Mary Beth's beanbag magazine. Some bullshit. Yeah, it was something weird after that. But yeah, that's but you have all these people that have created but I mean, sources of income based around beanie babies, including the sale and purchases of beanie babies that begin to um go bankrupt. Now, while I will say I don't personally have an issue with them suing over their intellectual property you know what i'm saying like them suing her over the magazine them you know pulling sellers off of i don't care nothing about that my issue came in when it came to the employees very much so because 1997 i don't know if you said this or not no, I I, mm -hmm. but 1997 because they had such a good year they all the employees got a bonus and it was that year salary. and That's it was bonus. their bonus equated to their yearly salary yeah the following year in 98 they all got a billionaire bear 
that was individually numbered so that they know who owns so they know which which employee owned which bear and the whole point of that was so that they could never sell the bear which is fucked up because those billionaire bears because only employees had them were going for six seven thousand on ebay yeah because collectors wanted them and they knew it was such a finite number because only employees had them yeah but because if that yeah, but because of this number system that they put on these bears, like these people had to like find a fence to sell their bears, yeah. so they can get the six thousand dollars. They don't need the goddamn beanie baby. They need the six thousand dollars because they wasn't paying them shit. Because the right. lady who designed their website was only making twelve dollars an hour. So my thing with the billionaire billionaire bear was. If you don't actually want to pay these people a fucking bonus, that's fine. And you want to give them these bears, that's fine too. But give them, create a small collection specifically for the employees. Mm -hmm. And if they choose to sell these things, they have the freedom to do that. They have the freedom to do that. Like in my mind, it's because it only costs you, once again, 35 cents to make these things. Which now that would equate to what a dollar twenty-five to make these things. Yeah, if that, I don't even if think that, it's that. It's probably much. still thirty-five goddamn cents. Um, create I mean, a small it's collection. Plastic and, pellets and wrapped fucking, in and cheap, fabric and cheap fabric. Like it's this is yarn, and it ain't even the good yarn. It, it is yarn, and it's not the good yarn. You can't wear that. No, this ain't the yarn that the girls be wrapping around their braids. Girl, that is, some of that yarn ain't even good. Let's be honest. Some no, of that yarn not. is giving Franks and Joannes and Michaels. Some of that yarn is giving the the, the band, family of white people that run arts and crafts stores. The band outside the store, <laughs> like it's it's the sidewalk sale yarn. Uh-huh. Yes. This Probably is even, thing. this is even worse than that. This shit don't even lay down. Now, granted, this Beanie Baby is like twenty years old, but I still think it should lay down still. Ain't like we did shit with it. You can't play with these motherfuckers. They floppy. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? How do you play with them? <laughs> but I I had an issue with him trying to ensure that no profit can be made off of these bears for the staff. Except him. Except for him. And that's it. Because there's one lady who worked for the company. Because like we said, most of the people in this documentary did not work for the company. But there is one woman who yeah, worked for like the two, company. Two people. And she said that they had they were having a meeting. It was her, like the executive levels and the sales, the sales reps were having a meeting with Ty. And he walked in. And he's like, I've never been in a room full of millionaires. And she said she looked around because she knew the executives wasn't making it. Only the sales reps were getting that kind of money because right. they were getting commissions off these huge ass wholesale Beanie Baby stores. Meanwhile, she's the general manager of the entire company. Yeah, she's like running the whole company and she's not getting, she said she wasn't even seeing half of that. Like, no. Yeah, and that one woman that was making, she was a telemarketer, started at the company very early, was with the company for about roughly about 10 to 12 years. She was making $12 an hour that entire time. And she designed their website. Like, yeah. She is the reason that Thai company has a website. And they said no. And they tell her no. And that's when she left the company. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Mm. He's a he's a fucking asshole. So after the whole stunt with the we're not making them more psych, yes, we are. The collectors had a bad taste in their mouth because they was like, this nigga really tried to play us. Like, 
he tried yeah, to no, play I, us into getting a whole lot of other. I know you talked about it, yeah. but I'm gonna I'm, I'm continue because that goes to my point. Because so, you know, now he's like kind of scrambling trying to save the company. But in this, it's um, he gets hit with some legal issues. And it's uh, my nigga gets hit with some tax evasion charges. Cause he had what was it? Damn near two million dollars in Swiss bank accounts. Oh, but that was that was like 2010 to 2013 period. But they yes, that's when the charges came out. But yeah. they backdated it to like All 98. To, yeah, like the big 95. I'm sorry, 96, 97, 98. Yeah, like so he get you know he gets hit with these charges. I sound like Beast Boy just now. Uh. <laughs> He got hit with these charges and they because you know by this time like they already like because by the time he the charges come out almost all of the original you know kind of fire starters in this were off it. Yeah, no, they're gone. And a lot of the collectors were off it because they're like, this nigga tried to play us, like it's this just ain't cute. Yeah. And um Plus, too, at that point, these people started to, these people started to realize the amount of money that they spent on this. People started going into, they was calling it beanie bankruptcy. Yeah. Because people really started to go bankrupt. There was, they showed a news clip of one lady and she's kind of like doing that laugh to keep from crying. And she's like, don't do it. It's worse than crack. That's exactly it. Like, people started to really count their losses. And with the amount of money that they spent on these bags of beads it's like not even just on the toys themselves but then you know you could buy those special plastic covers to keep the tags intact and then you could buy display boxes and it was like all this extra shit people were paying authenticators because of course like everything else counterfeit store coming in yeah so now you got people paying like there's one lady who has now for 20 plus years made her living as an a beanie baby author and it's like so now you're paying authenticators to make sure you're getting the real thing and then people are stealing people's trucks like one of the store owners talked about how he had a truck stolen it had like ten thousand dollars worth of beanie baby inventory in it oh it would no i was say maybe it was more than that i don't remember it was a half a million it was half a million dollars worth of beanie baby i was i was working while i was watching this so numbers got confused but you see, like he lost five hundred thousand dollars worth of inventory because somebody stole the truck, yeah, took no it to someplace it else, cleaned it out of Beanie Babies, then returned the truck because they didn't want the fucking truck. Mm-hmm. And that just shows you what this really was because they're like, "Fuck the truck, fuck the food, we want the toys." Right, and even and these are people that don't. These are people that are looking for a quick lick, like this. Like they're looking for a come up. This the is literally what this first is. Are, first are a part of this. I do believe they genuinely loved and enjoyed Beanie Babies. Yeah, but the market, like the the whole craze, got insane when everyday Joes were out there looking for Beanie Babies. Yeah. They gave no fucks about them. It was just like, yo, I'm going to hit a quick lift. It was like, I'm a, like somebody said, like, oh, I'm going to put my college, my kids through college off of this. That's I'm going to retire. That's you would always hear people say. Mm-hmm. This is your college fund. This is your retirement yep. fund. This is your, and it's just like, 
And clearly we didn't learn because the housing bubble was the same thing yeah. in reality. But it's like and I mean, cryptocurrency. Oops. GameStop. Oops. Yeah. But it's like for some reason we have a hard time seeing the fact that if it's a bubble, it's gonna pop. We have a we really struggle with that concept. Yeah. Quick rises mean quick falls. That's exactly it. And we really, really, as a society, we struggle with that concept, which is how we keep getting caught up in this bullshit. Because it's time after time, it's just a different product, but we yeah. keep getting caught up in it. That's what, um, what's his name? Beanie Meanie? Michael something. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he said. It was like, yeah, people were disillusioned at the fact that like this was going to last forever. Be around forever. Yeah. Like, this is a very momentary thing. People really thought that this inflation of costs with these beanies was real. They were just going to forever and ever go up and up and up. And it's like, this isn't like a piece of art. This isn't a Fabergé egg. This isn't literally, it's a Tiffany lamp. It's none of these things. It's a forgettable, odd looking animal. Yes. With plastic pellets in it. Because I don't know how long this has been around. But I genuinely forgot it was here. And that kind of tells you what this is. Because once the moment's passed, the moment is passed. Yeah. Like it's, but people really thought this was going to last forever. Mm-hmm. It's, and then they, because then by 2001 is when the Hail Mary started. Because that's when they started releasing the kids. Remember Beanie Kids? No. They were the dolls and they released, it was six, I think the set was either six or eight. I was still working in the Beanie Baby store. I was a manager of the Beanie Baby store at this time, actually. Um, a bitch got promoted. I know that's <laughs> But I was also 16. So take that for what you yeah. Um, But they had released the Beanie Kids and I had keys. So I was one of the only people that could get into the display case, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a six to six or eight kids. Each one was a different skin tone, hair texture, ethnicity, you know, the whole thing. Because I know one was black, one was white but had red hair, one was white and had blonde hair. It was a black girl, a black boy, an Asian girl, an Asian boy, um, a Hispanic girl and a Hispanic boy. There was, you know, they kind of, they kind of covered the spectrum of people, yeah, which really meant four types of white, and then everybody else, because that's what these kids did. Y'all can look them up. I'm not. That's that's what it is. Like it was, it was four white. It was three or four white. It was each one had a boy and a girl, so there were sets. Of, so it was the two sets of white kids or one set of white kids. I don't remember, and then everybody else, because each each doll had a corresponding of each sex mm. right this was their like hail mary to get beanie baby back to where they were and they came with they were wearing an outfit but they you could buy another outfit they could change into yeah which i don't know how the fuck you changing a beanbag dog but that just sounds like way more work than i ever want to be involved in we're buying beanbag dolls full stop you right like, you right so i put them Oh, oh, also, we didn't even talk about the Princess Diana bear and that the chaos around that. Yeah. We'll get there. 
like well we've passed that but we can revisit as I, after i talk about the baby kids but um so i put the kids out in the display case that i had to have keys for because this is where we still were with certain people with the beanie ba- white with the beanie babies southern white women at this point by the time 2001 hit it was almost all southern white women but um so this lady and her daughter and her granddaughter come into the store and the little girl was like oh granny or Mima, i think is what she called her from Tennessee. i think she called her Mima. but she's like they have the the kids can i have one her mom said yeah she said pick the one you want she picks the little black girl they were very very white like blonde natural blonde white Aryan type of people yes I don't remember their eye color but I do remember they all had very bright blonde hair because I remember thinking "Ooh, these people need sun because they were very pale and had very bright blonde hair as I'm sitting here very pale myself mm-hmm. but <laughs> I need I didn't get enough sun this weekend I need to get some color popping because I am quite pale but um so the mom is, tells the girl, she's like, are you sure that's the one you want? You don't want this pretty one over here? Pointing to the blonde-haired one. She's like, no, I want this one. And the black doll had braids. It was a whole thing. So then the grandma was like, oh, if she wants the nigger doll, let her have it. And I was like, whoop. Wait, pause. What? What are we doing here? <sighs> so the mom was like, oh, okay. So she tries to open the case. She's like, it's locked. How do we open it? I can't tell you how many people tried to open those cases. It's like you can clearly see an engaged lock. It's glass. Yes. Very confused. Can't say how many people tried to open those those cases. It was very strange. But she has to open the case. She's like, it's locked. How do I get it? So the grandma says, ask the nigger lady behind the counter and she'll get it. So I sit my happy ass down. And she walks over. She says, excuse me, we need help. I said, I heard you. And I did not move. I know that's right. She said, so you're not going to help? I said, no, because you're looking for the nigger lady, and I don't know who that is. I know that's right. Therefore, I don't know what to tell you, because the person you requested... Is not here currently. I don't know her. I think that bitch is on break. <laughs> she might be. I don't know her. I don't know the one you requested. So then it's the, I want to talk to your manager. I said, okay, that's fine. So I call the back. My manager comes out, a white man from Michigan, comes out. And he's like, what's the issue? I said, I'll tell you before anybody else does. Let the nigger lady tell you. They requested assistance to get a beanie kid out of the case. And I refused because she said that she wanted the nigger lady to help. And as I do not know who that is, I don't have nothing for you. Right. I don't have nothing for you because you have a very specific request that I could not I can't help you with that. Therefore... I'm going to stay where I reside and you stay where you reside, right? So my manager was like, she said that. I said, that's exactly what she said. You can ask her if she's here. That's what she said. She was like, yeah, but she's making too big of a deal about it. And I was like, see? And this is why I sit. Mm-hmm. So I sat back down in the window because they had like a bay window. So I'm sitting in the window. I didn't scoot it all the way back, feet off the floor. Like my shit dangling. I'm just kicking my feet. Like I'm very mm-hmm. casual. Like it's, it's, so she says to my man, you're not gonna make her help me. And it was she was like, no, because why would you talk to her like that? Yes. Like, what are we doing? And he was like, I could help you, maybe. No. But 
I'm not about to make her do nothing because why would you ever talk to her like that? And he said, this is strong maybe because if I hear that word even one time, I'm not doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So she says, I want to talk to your manager. So through all this, they call like four levels of management down and each and every one of them, I told each and every one of them the same story and I said, listen, you can say with her and request that I do this. I'm still not going to do it. But if y'all make the request, then that just means it's time for me to get the fuck on. Yeah. So nobody asked me to do shit because I already told them, I'm not going to do it now or I'm still not going to do it and I'm going to leave. Either way, go. I'm not helping this bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not doing it <laughs> because who the fuck are you talking to? She ends up getting banned from the park for life. Good. So, sorry, lady in Tennessee, they can't come back, but you also shouldn't be racist, you fucking weirdo. You're a whore. And you were talking to a 16 year old child. Like, you're a fucking weirdo. It's like when Luther go up to women and call them cunts <laughs> in front of their children. He don't do that frequently. And he don't do it without cause. <laughs> You can't just put that out there like he's just running up to random ass people saying you cunt and running away. It's not what happened. It's I always, wish it was. It's always with cause. I wish as was. much of a cause as you can have to call somebody a cunt. But it's always I need them to start doing that. It's always with cause and it's never intentionally in front of said children. And also it is not just women because he said same things to men. I am defending because the way you put that out there made it seem like he's run up in random women's faces yelling, you cunt, and then running away. And that's not what happened. <laughs> in my mind, it does. It brings me joy. It brings me great You can joy. hold on to that. That You got that. But it was just like, so by this time, you know, Benny kids never went nowhere because I'm sure most of y'all do not even fucking remember them. No. I'm going to show them to you because they look like knockoff Cabbage Patch Kids. It's very, very, very funny to me. They're like scarier Cabbage Patch Kids, which I didn't know that was possible. As much as I love Cabbage Patch Kids, they really are scary to me. Where is... so? That is terrible. This is the black one. This is our Etsy for $21. So this is the black beanie kid. Y'all really should watch them. It's a lot of show and tell. They were actually quite frightening. Her name was Calypso. I think she was black. Maybe she was Spanish. I don't really remember. Because then there was Specs. Who is Specs? How much is that worth? Like $500. Are you serious? Because they only, they made less of these than others. It's 50. (laughs) I'm exaggerating. I was about to say, because Calypso was 20. But then Rascal... The is that Walmart? Is that Walmart for $13? Current Walmart. For $13. Rascal, I, I always thought it was racist that Rascal never had a shirt. Don't that it and the pants don't very it racist very, pick my cotton vibe? It do. What's your name, boy? Calypso came with two outfits and different hairstyles. You can get two, there was two different calypsos. You can get one with the high pony, one with her hair down. Tumbles also did not come with a shirt, but Tumbles freaked me out. Tumbles looks like a crackhead. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So you see why the kids didn't you fucking are, work. Are, 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 a crackhead? Mm-mm. Not, not Judge Mathis. But now you see why the why the kids didn't work. Kids were fucking scary. Like, <laughs> that is just, you see why they didn't work. So, you know, Ty slowly tumbles down and then yeah. his legal troubles start. Mind you, I said earlier in the show, Ty has done one interview. 
Yeah. Ever. With a woman from People Magazine. For People Magazine. It's the only one he's ever done. Ty Warner is very much Willy Wonka without the joy mm-hmm. and pleasure. There you go. He's Willy Wonka with no joy, just scams. Yes. <laughs> Although we can't act like Willy Wonka wasn't a whole ass scammer too, because this nigga lured kids and then trapped them in dangerous ass candy traps. But that's not a scam. And them kids did that to themselves. Yes, they were all glad. He told them no, and they said, fuck you, I'm going to do. And then but they this, the hard work. But this factory was very much a death trap. Ty or Willy Wonka? I was talking about Willy Wonka, but I can't necessarily Well, if they say, followed the rules, they would have been safe. I don't know. He flipped out that door. That already let me know that he wasn't all the way right. If he my nigga pretended to fall and barrel road and popped up like he pretended like his cane gave out. That's fine. And barrel roll and then pop up and said, ta-da. Nigga, what? You're insane. Told these kids don't do X, Y, and Z. And you know what they did? They did it anyway. He had he small. establishes boundaries and they no because he kidnapped small people and painted them orange and gave them terrible green they came of their own volition are you sure yes because they sang work songs they sound like they were brainwashed they came of their own oh i almost said something real fucked up Mm-mm. let's move on yes i don't know that that was i don't know that the oompa loompas were there by choice they were there by <laughs> but I'm really trying to make you say this because I want to know, but we could do it off air so we don't get canceled because people already say we talk too much. Don't know the fuck we be talking about, but it's yeah. Fuck your mama. Ask that bitch. Actually, don't ask that bitch because she just as dumb as you. She the one that bore you into this war. War. I mean, world. The way I see it, you listening to a podcast where we talk about reality and TV bullshit. Fuck or you. documentaries. Just go along for the ride at this That's point. That's it. Because most of the shit we talk about is utter nonsense. Yeah, like these Just fucking babies. go along for the ride. Um, So the Beanie Babies, you know, they kind of fall off. He gets hit with all his legal troubles. Beanie, ba- Beanie Babies were weird because they very much capitalized on moments. Like we talked about the princess die. Um, Beanie Baby for a, a briefly. <laughs> but there was a special one. It was a purple bear. And it had white doves on the chest. And it had something special in the I thought it was the princess die. That is the princess die. That's literally what I'm talking about. No, I thought it was, she had a white rose. I don't know if it was a rose was, or They called her the white rose. It could have been yeah. a rose. I don't remember. I bought one. My mom has it but somewhere. At the very least, some I don't of the proceeds went to the Princess Die Foundation. Yeah, they did. Now, as a very grown person, I see how exploitative this is. Yeah. Like, it's very gross. Like, you're you very much... just gave the money. You're very much trying to profit off of her death. It's because it was so high profile. It was... And the only money that was given to the foundation was the money that was made up front. Mm-hmm. When the costs increase from private sellers none of that money none of that yeah it got very very gross um like now as an adult looking back at it i really very much see like oh this was disgusting yeah because y'all really did commercialize this woman's death but so much about her and her death it was commercialized anyway and all of it was gross but it's like we're looking back at a lot of stuff that happened in the late 90s and early 2000s with our new lenses and like ew we were trash like it's, yeah. you know <laughs> very much so but very then it so. was like the whole thing with the princess died they're like we're only gonna send 12 to each store that yeah. carries us 
each store that each store that was a prime retailer for Beanie Babies only got twelve a piece. Yeah, I think it might have been a total of. 300 made something along those lines something like that i know that the store that i worked in did get a shipment and we had to put three in the box three in the plastic case that sat in the middle of the store yeah because the whole store for the most part was in plastic case and you couldn't really touch anything in the store but we had to put three in the plastic case we had to let customers in one at a time lock lock both doors because we had two doors um for the store had to lock both doors to get to let people in between customers so it was no more than two people in the store at a time yeah um could only buy two period yeah it wasn't like sending other members of your group it was only two you could buy i, I know people did it mm-hmm. you know people stood in line and it was like okay we'll stand here and then you get three people behind and then you get three i know people did it yeah and try to get as many as they could before they sold out. But it was like such strict protocol around these beanie babies. Like it was a that store had a level of protocol and safety measures that none of the other ones had because of where we were when these things came out, you know, because of the frenzy around them, because the way that people were attacking, like our beanie baby shipments had a police escort. They, they make, so that people wouldn't that multiple, uh, yeah so people wouldn't steal them yeah um we would get our shipments in the middle of the night and the earliest shift which at that place was like 4 a.m would collect the shipment from the loading dock which was locked up and all that other shit the warehouse people would then collect it from the loading dock and they would call us when they scanned it all in to the inventory. And then a manager and an associate and a security guard and a police officer. So that's four of us had to walk over to the warehouse, which was way far. If you ever worked in the music park, you know, the warehouse would be wild far. And had to walk over and collect all of the boxes on those like hand trucks, Mm -hmm. you know, the flat kind. Yeah. So we had to then collect all the boxes and we, each of us had to sign that we took them. Mm -hmm. And then the security guard and the police officer had to sign that they witnessed us take them. Yeah. Walk them, all this had to happen before the park opened. Walk them back to our store in which they would then sign our store log book saying that they acknowledge that these went into the store. Um, once again, 35 cent little bag of beads that mm-hmm. looks like a pet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's not even this amount of, there wasn't even this amount of like craze and intrigue over Barbie. And no, which still baffles me. And even like with Tickle Me Elmo, it got intense with it Tickle Me Elmo, but not even to this But it level. got down real quick. Because Tickle Me Elmo never this needed a police a escort. Years. Yeah, like this, this was more than a few years. This was different. Like it was, and it was weird being kind of in the middle of it, but not knowing mm-hmm. what was happening. Like the thing about culture shifting moments is that you don't know that they're culture shifting until they're over. Yeah. So it's like I can talk back now about like my experiences kind of being one of the people that was in the middle of selling the Beanie Babies that was kind of in the middle of all the frenzy. Mm-hmm. 
but it's very much not like I recognized what was happening when I was 15. Yeah. When I was 15, 16 years old, I definitely did not recognize what was happening and didn't think that we would still be talking. I would didn't think at my current big age I would be talking about collecting beanie babies. No. Like I never thought that would be a thing. Well, it was interesting because it's interesting you brought that up because majority of the women and people that were talked to in, in throughout all of this documentary, they themselves have like walked away from beanie babies except for a very few of them. It's there's the the lady who's still making her living as an authenticator yes. and then and then there's this weird thing that happened because in the pandemic, BB Baby's got a set, you know, like everything else nostalgic, it got a resurgence. So now you're seeing all these very young kids that are these, you know, 18, 19 years old kind of going through their mom's stuff, their, their grandparents' stuff. And, and like they had one kid, it was a black kid, and he pulled out these like four 50 gallon totes. Yep. Of Beanie Babies that his mom just had collected. His mom and grandma had just collected over the years. And he's like, I don't even want these motherfuckers. Like, I really want to sell them, but I he have a price, a price. Yeah. that I'm trying to get met. And if you want them for that price, then I'll give them to you. But I'm not connected to these. No. And then there's a video of this lady talking, this girl talking to her mom. And her mom has the full collection of international bears. But she took them all out the boxes. Yeah. So she's like, why would you take them out the boxes? We could have sold them for $600 a piece. Some YouTube bullshit. It was. Because you know them things been out the box. Girl, shut up. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that girl also probably never paid attention to them until she realized I can get a following by doing these weird Beanie Baby videos. That was the thing, too. Because they mentioned that it was like in a, in a month period, 3,000 videos went up on YouTube about Beanie Baby. Mm-hmm. And people kind of rediscovering. It was in 2020 babies. or 21, one of those. Yeah. Where people have started to rediscover Beanie Babies. And the price has increased very little. Very, very little. Very little. Like, there is like there is a little bit of a market for it. Like there's still interest in it. Because the nostalgia always is gonna sell. Yeah. And the people that listen to this know Gen Z loves everything we used to do. Right, and then got the nerve to turn around and call us old. Yeah. Generation <coughs> millennials. Also, while I'm here, to that little cunt bitch <gasps> over on Twitter, oh. who referred to this woman in her 50s as a old millennial. She's not a millennial, you stupid twat. She's not. And also... And that's proof that we are handing over the world to probably one of the dumbest generations imaginable. But also, if one more of you little niggas call me a geriatric millennial, I'm going to punch you in the face. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're older millennials. We like, are, but bitch, don't call me geriatric. I'll punch you in your motherfucking face. And that's the problem, because a lot of you little hoes ain't never been punched in the face. That's it, too. And I am here to punch bitches in the face. That's it, too. Y'all had it far too easy. Because y'all used to doing shit on the internet. Bitch, don't call me geriatric shit. I'll beat your ass out here. I'll hurt your feelings on the internet. I just called you a little cunt. I called you a cunt on Twitter. I'm calling you a cunt on my platform. Yeah. Nonetheless, <laughs> I'm not doing all that. I'm just gonna punch him in the face. But um, uh, but yeah, I mean, shit ain't really much else to talk about with these little things. I think that's about it with the mini babies. I mean, it's it is an interesting documentary. Interesting it really is it's a good story to kind of go through. Like I said, it is one of the better ones of the mini baby documentaries because it is interesting to see a documentary about a business that the owner of the business is not involved in 
And not just and, it's not just that. And it's most about, of the people that are involved never worked for the company. There was for BD Babies, there was no marketing. There was no, no press. There was nothing. nothing. These were it things was that just, just pop. Like it was Beyonce before Beyonce. And in the beginning of Beanie Babies kind of existing, Ty Warner would pull up to different toy stores in either a stretch limo, which in 92, that was a thing, like a huge thing to be in a limo. Oh my God, you're fancy. Yeah. Either in a limo or in some type of extended station wagon in a full length fur coat clutching these beanies like Dave Chappelle when he had that money. No. And that me. <laughs> that <laughs> no. That is how he's like, there's a, you can see a photo of him. It was a photo in People Magazine of him holding them in this weird place. And then he has that like weird plastic face because he never wanted to age. So he got like a ton of plastic surgery yeah, you can so that he never looked older than he did the day that he started the company. Because that was the whole Willy Wonka-esque aspect of it he's like i don't grow up i'm the forever toy maker that you know forever scammer i haven't i know he's 77 now i have not seen him recently but that is i wonder if he has kids um i can tell you oh please actually hold on let me pee whoa does ty warner have children ty warner he Seemingly does not have children or married for that matter. He seemingly has never married or had children. Uh -uh. (laughs) Oh, but apparently when his when he was an adult, his parents got divorced. And he kind of made it a habit of trying to fuck all his father's girlfriends. Of course he would. Why wouldn't he? Is that on Google? Yeah. Of course he would. Um, he does okay. He has been so this is what he's doing now. In 2007, they he went head to head with <laughs> the Bratz dolls by releasing the Tiger Girls dolls, which I actually forgot all about them damn things. When you said the Brat. I was brat style. So the first thing I thought was the brat, and I was hella confused. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck did she do to him? Did she bust him in the face with a bottle too? Shit. I can understand why you would be confused there. That makes sense. Um, he also made a bunch of investments in hotels, properties, golf course, Ty Warner hotels and resorts, include the Four Seasons here in New York. Oh shit. The Sandpiper Golf Course, the Four Seasons Resort, and San. Yesidro Ranch in Montecito, California. Okay. The Kona Village Resort in Hawaii, which I actually I I, I know things about that place. Um, he bought that in July 2004. The Montesino Country Club and the Las Ventanas Al Paraiso Resort in Las Cabos, Mexico. So he turned into a hotelier, what yeah. are they called? Yeah, that's what it is. Hotelier. In 2005, he also bought the Miramar Resort and the Rancho San Marcos Golf Course. But in 2007, he sold the Miramar Hotel. Okay. Um, and in 2013, he got popped with charges. So he, he got did. two years probation. Got two years probation, but he had to pay like a wild fine. Yeah. 
but it's he got off like mad easy because yeah, this nigga yeah. was tax evasion for like it twelve fucking years, years and he got two years probation. Like it's he got off wow easy. Yeah, but yeah, now he's like a hotelier and still don't talk to nobody. Yeah, I mean honestly, I don't blame him. He's somewhere being an eccentric billionaire, and I love that for him. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I love that for him. Well, y'all, this was um beyond the beanie. Beanie Mania. Beanie Mania. There are so many Beanie Baby There's documentaries. So many Beanie Baby documentaries. It is actually wild. They all came out within like three weeks of each other. It's yeah. so many of them. You would have thought it was Firefest. Yeah. Um, them niggas was petty with that Firefest shit. That them shit was dropped them shits on the same day. It was so enjoyable. The Hulu one was enjoyable. I watched both. The other um, one I didn't like. I. The Hulu was great as a standalone. The Netflix was good as a companion to the Hulu. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, but I think that wraps up this yep. episode of Beanie Mania, y'all. Yeah. Uh, do me a favor. Don't buy your children Beanie Babies. Just don't. Just don't go into data. Like, this why people... This is like LuLaRoe, though. You know, people mortgaging their houses. It's a cult. People, this is like LuLaRoe. It's, it's a, literally same, the it's same thing. LuLaRoe very much followed the Beanie Baby mindset and the Beanie Baby like tracked. No, idea. they actually did with retiring and creating patterns that mm-hmm. were fucking awful. Um, and also, you don't know what you're gonna get because you never know what your store was gonna have. It's not like they announced what was going no, well, and everything didn't go everywhere. So you got whatever the fuck they had. Yeah. Unless you, that's why the trade market, that's why the secondary market, that's why all that shit became so important. That's not who was getting all of it. Mm-hmm. They set it up for that reason. No, definitely did. Definitely did. And then didn't like that there was so much money being passed that wasn't going through their hands. So they started suing the girls. Well, it started suing the girls for intellectual property, but yes. Yes, but it was because, because they let them rock for a year or two, two years. They wanted, the girl, they wanted them to have a little bit of money so that they could come and actually get something. And I don't think it was just that. They needed them to set up the, the grapevine for the the for beanie baby they need them to get the word out to get the buzz going and once they didn't need them anymore now it's like no you bitches can't use our shit no more fair because it's not they didn't know it existed they knew that the lady wasn't trying to hide the fact she was writing the newsletter she was all on the fucking tv talking about it also fair um but yeah y'all thanks for listening this week make mm-hmm. sure you check out beanie mania it's over on hbo max it's a yes. good time roughly about two hours something like that yeah. um you can find us here every week make sure you click the links in the bios for everything that we do mm-hmm. and with that um i want to say your daddy wasn't worth shit and that's why he went out and got the cigarettes and then um, came home i'm not doing that with sure him fun. I am Your daddy going to left stop. Of you. Can you stop? Because <laughs> I'm going to say that your parents loved you thoroughly and y'all should enjoy your night and come back no, next didn't. week and don't let this this crotchety bitch over here your parents drive you. y'all away because this motherfucker that. act like he don't know that we need y'all to listen to I'm make this shit pop. Shit, my parents didn't want me. Anyway, we good day. Bye, y'all. <laughs>